oh, oh, this is just in, bro. I, I fucking, the fucking notification just went on my goddamn phone. What happened? Anthony Pettis just got added to this card. Come on, dude. <laughs> just in, What do you bro? mean? Is it going to be main or co-main? No, no, I, I'm probably on the damn main card. I don't it's got to be, be, huh? Yeah, he'll be on the main card for sure. He's Anthony Pettis. Right? Oh, my God. I had one video where I was like, oh, yeah. And like that's how the video started. I was like, how the fuck? The microphone's in my face like this. I had to wait. Yeah. It's a nightmare. I like your mask on. You're like completely high. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Stupid. Um, hey, buddy. Hey, dude. Welcome back. Yeah. How was your trip? Let's talk about that, man. <clears throat> um, it was good. Uh, I think the last time we talked, I was in a hotel room. That was on like Tuesday last week. Um, dude, great time. Thanksgiving was dope. That's awesome. Um, it was it was it was small because okay. they everyone got freaked out about COVID. Fucking oh, yeah, tired yeah, yeah. of this shit, man. Uh, but no, it was it was intimate. It was just uh, my girl and 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 her immediate family, just her mom and dad, and then we went to her dad's house out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Nice in the sticks. Saw them. Big house. Like, they, they all do well. Nice. Yeah, it's a change of pace. Um, from no one else that i know doing right. well. yeah so, so it was a big big house a lot of land and all that oh stuff. yeah yeah both both are yeah both both sides of her family they do okay. well and do you know what he does for work he used to be a uh a postmaster general or some shit okay. in the, in the po- post postal system or in the postal system yeah right. and then he then he retired and now he just owns a liquor store okay yeah and it shows yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah, man. Like, yeah, all the family was dope. Um, no one hates me, which is a good change of pace as well. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's I a relief. No one's like, ooh, maybe you shouldn't do this. Uh, yeah. Uh, dude, had a great time, though, man. Turkey day. Yeah. I had, uh, they, they made me smoke salmon because, you know, I don't eat I don't eat the bird. Oh, really? Um, oh, well, neither does your girl, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, like, hella vegan. I'm... Yeah. I, just don't eat a yeah. lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Most meat. I I tell you this, man. <clears throat> I had a friendsgiving. Yes. Uh, as well, and uh, had some turkey that I that I made myself. Shit blood. Nice. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nice, <laughs> shit, dude. Shit blood. Uh, Could have been all the other stuff though. I had a lot of white claws that night as well. Oh yeah, that probably didn't help mm-hmm. either. But um, yeah, man. And then the show went really well, uh, dude. It's been a great week, and I got back to San Diego, and I sat down on my couch. And I was just like, "Fuck!" <laughs> it was just like it was. It was nice to have like a vacation, man. Like away, away from everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can tell you like that, dude. I can tell you liked where you were at. Mm-hmm. You had what was the Facebook post? It was like some basic bitch thing. It was. Like, oh yeah, I like it here. I like. I like the city. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, it was, was super basic was, bitch post. Oh for sure. Yeah, ice skating, dude. dude. Yeah. Oh had oh, nothing to do with the city. I can oh, set up an no. ice rink in my fucking parking lot. Right, bro. Michael Bublé's Christmas <laughs> yeah, music in the background, bro. dude. It was great. I had a great time. I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm just going to, yeah. after we get off this podcast, I'm going to go back. No, man, but had a good show too. Um, I'm, I'm just going to try to build a market out there, Kansas City. Ah, nice. And then, yeah, uh, you had a set out there, right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was great, man. Uh, super funny. Got to record it. So now I can push that video out more mm-hmm. to, to other venues. Uh, check me out. I'm pretty funny. Everyone. All right. Hell yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You were, uh, you said you had something in the works now. You came in. To my fucking place like on the phone like you're making drug deals and shit oh i just got a call no i have a i have a show on friday now nice so yeah mm-hmm. up at oceanside so hit me up in my dms for that guys um as i'm talking about i just i'm just losing my energy right yeah. now <laughs> dude thanks for the sam adams yeah no problem that was actually uh bryce bryce had came over for thanksgiving it's the most basic white guy beer too boston lager ba- boston lager boston lager yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh thanks thanks bryce yeah, oh yeah dude, he was the fuck he he was my fucking thanksgiving mvp this year dude what what's going on how was it it was it was honestly it was just me him and then my wife oh dude um, because of what happened with our our lady friend yeah um and uh, i haven't talked to her since this probably should hit her up uh she's i'm sure she's fine yeah hopefully we'll see i mean she got that third world you know that third world immunity so she's good um 
No, he had came over and he made us chili and shit like that. Yeah. So like right on the spot. Um, oh, he made chili. Yeah. He made that Midwest chili too, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. He, he made fucking family recipe chili. It was fucking good, dude. He yeah. still, we're still, or not we, but uh, he's still kind of tinking with it, putting his own little spin on it. But it came yeah. out good, dude. I fucking have spicy. Like, no, 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 more savory. Okay. Yeah. More um, meat, more beans. Because like oh, I that was meat, bro. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was fucking. I'm, I'm getting, I'm craving it right dude, now. Dude, this Friendsgiving, a girl made vegan chili. She was throwing like squash in it and shit. It bothered me. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Just side note on that. But, yeah, I know. Uh, I know. You know, being from Ohio and shit like that. Fucking. Yeah, don't disrespect chili. Right. You know? Did right. you cook a bird? No. We, oh, fuck no, dude. I'm doing that shit. I don't believe in it. Uh, we made enchiladas, though. That was good. What is it? Enchiladas. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you put turkey in it? No. Okay. No, dude. <laughs> Look, uh, man, I get, I get that it's about like, you know, it's like oh, we don't celebrate that, but it's just a, it's just a fun thing to do. Like on Christmas, like you put out milk and cookies. Okay. No, I, I understand that, but turkey, like, I haven't had a turkey that was fucking good. The only good turkey I have is the fucking turkey sandwich I make for work, and the turkey legs at a carnival. Oh, that is oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool, Don't dude. Know. I'm making a turkey next Thanksgiving. Yeah, dude. Sure. Sure, bro. And don't don't fucking tell me, oh, well, my mom or my what do white people say? My Mima makes like the best Mm-mm. fucking whatever the fuck. No, fuck their turkey. Shove tur- it up your ass. Fuck their dude. turkey, dude. Your fucking non-season dry. Let me tell you fucking let me tell you what I made. Family Christmas right. turkey. The turkey I made this year, I stuffed a bunch of oranges in its ass. Right? All right. Um, and then I made a homemade and don't, Hey, before just shut up, <laughs> I made a homemade mayonnaise, right? So you put usually no, Yeah. Do fuck up. That's what I'm saying. Shut up for a minute. You can just listen. All right. There was butter. There's usually butter that you put on the Turkey. Right. And you just kind of, no, no, I do a, I do a homemade mayonnaise and then I do, I did a spicy chipotle, uh, mix with it. So it was spicy nice. as fuck. And I rubbed it all over. Um, through potato, red potatoes all around it. You don't put any other kind of vegetable in it around a turkey. Don't put stuffing in a turkey either, you fucking sickos. Um, so super juicy, came out incredible. All right. Now, there wasn't a single person of color at this Thanksgiving party oh, that we had. That but everyone said it was the best turkey they've ever had. And I always make good turkeys, man. I'm just saying, give it a chance. Don't fucking knock it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I'm glad you had a great Thanksgiving. It was pretty chill over here as well. Um, like I said, Bryce, definitely MVP of the food. Um, hanging out, just enjoying each other's company. It was a good time. Everything yeah. was good, man. Um, moving on. Mm-hmm. Kind of have a light week this past weekend. But well, it's supposed to be Curtis Blades versus oh. Derek Lewis. Uh, but due to Curtis Blades testing positive for COVID, yeah, that man. fight was off. So thoughts and feelings about that. It is what it is, man. It's going to keep happening over and over and over and over. Vaccines coming out soon. Um, it's. I just feel that, and we can get into this later too if you don't want to talk about it right now. But I think that Dana White is not is is spreading himself thin with all of these events that are constantly happening, and it's during a worldwide pandemic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're going to have these all the time. So you can't get you can't get too upset about them. Um am I upset? Absolutely. I really wanted to see this fight. Yeah, like but but you just got to adapt. Um and and I mean the the fight's coming up. I mean it's fine. It's Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's okay. And you know what? It it does give a lot of these up and comers a chance to shine. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely, yeah, uh, you know, there's a little silver lining between that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was just like you was looking forward to this fight. Um, there was a lot of questions that felt like they would have been answered in terms of uh, Derek Lewis. Like, how serious is he starting to take his career? Yeah. It looks like the last couple, you know, three, four can- or, uh, fights, mm-hmm. his narrative has changed from, like, you know, I'm here just for the money. I'm going to knock you out. Yeah, I care less. You know, kind of more silly to a more serious <laughs> role. Yeah, I mean, still silly and still fun, but like, but he's taking the the actual absolutely. fight, you know, as a as a profession, right. trying to capture a belt now. So it would have been very interesting. Well, I will say though that that Smith definitely 
Smith and Clark definitely rose to the occasion mm. on that. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely, yeah. Um, speaking of that fight, man, you know, Anthony Smith was on, what, three-fight skid? Yeah. Um, trying to get his, his mojo back. Um, Devin Clark coming off of an impressive win against uh, Alonzo Menafield, who people had a lot of mm-hmm. eyes on because of his knockout power and athleticism. Yeah. Um, and it was going to be a clash, you know. Devin Clark had this uh, a style to where he's going to take you down, grind you out, as similar yeah. to Glover did. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was kind of like, all right, if, if you can't beat a guy like Devin Clark, who was unranked at the time, yeah, um, then where What's are you your at? Future? Smith? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you had a nice little run, and you had your, you know, the fight against Jones, right? And also Clark is a strong man. Oh yeah, super strong. Yeah. And uh, what what Anthony Smith for me. What, what he showed uh, was that being technical and being an expert in, 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 in that field, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it is. And he was focused in there. It was really like, uh, not, not to, not to be, not to say the fucking word, but it, it was clinic. It was clinical. You know what I mean? Oh, for, like oh, it was, 100%. it was like watching a YouTube video on how to do a triangle. Uh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He w- he was great, man. Um, I'm really happy for him. And then at the end, after after he uh, submitted him, he sa- he screamed something like, "I'm not going anywhere, yeah. motherfucker!" Yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> still here, yeah, yeah, still here. Yeah, yeah man, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, Anthony Smith, good for you, man. Um, still not out. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, number six, and I don't know if he's gonna he's not gonna jump up anywhere, but he secured that spot. At least, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, and, uh, this is something that he needed to stay in the conversation, especially because John Jones isn't there. Um, obviously, Glover still there doing Glover things. Yeah. However, this is the win Anthony Smith needed. Yeah, like a win period would have been great for him, um, but a first round finish, you know, pulling off that triangle and fuck two and a half minutes, man, like that. Mm-hmm. That is textbook. If you're his team, that's what you want. First round fairness, get him out of there. You know, tell the world we're back, whatever. Especially a guy who's not ranked. You know, this is mm-hmm. what you would expect as the number six light heavyweight to go on against unranked light heavyweight. This is what you'd want out of Anthony Smith. And Absolutely. I'm happy for yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, put an unranked guy up against him. Um, hey, you got your shot. Sometimes it doesn't go your way. Yeah. Absolutely. I should have bet money. Absolutely. I should have bet some money because I would have won some money. <laughs> I was just, I was just nervous because... There's a lot of questions behind him. Yeah. Yeah. But it's about time. And you saw that. You've been seeing it more and more lately. The guys that are like, have been on some losing streaks. It's like, okay, let's get a fucking win in there. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And uh, hats off to Devin Clark, obviously stepping up. Because that wasn't his, you know, scheduled opponent. Mm. Obviously, you don't just give the guy number six. Yeah. Unless you're Shamayev or some shit or some stupid <laughs> promotion. Um, but in the co-main event... Again, somebody stepping up. Miguel Baeza taking on your boy. Yeah. man. Yeah. And it was great. This kid is amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. What the hell? Like, came out of nowhere. He's going to be a name. He will be a name. And um, where do you where do you go from? Where do you go from here? Like, where would you rank this guy? Baeza? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I would, it, I would still keep him out of top 15, uh, especially how stacked 170 is. Yeah. You know, can this guy even fight? I mean, can he? He's kind of taller, right? Like, could he fight at 155? Can he make that no. weight? Oh, fuck no. no. No? He's He looks skinny as shit. Yeah, it's it's very lean, but there's no way in hell he can get that. No. Weight. Yeah, I highly doubt it. Like, he's a full 170. Yeah. He may not be the biggest one, mm-hmm. you know, but he's definitely. For the, he's in the right weight class. really personally. small for a 170 Um Yeah, man. Sato could not fucking make it happen. Um, the entire fucking fight, he just got kind of dominated, which is weird to see a guy that was, you know, 9-0, like coming into it, right? Mm-hmm. To kind of just perform like that. Absolutely. And you can tell after each exchange, he got a little bit closer. Yeah. He learned a little bit more. Like every time... Yeah. There was a back and forth. He'd be like, ah, uh, yeah. And as the fight went on, it was right. It was like he was learning in that in that present yeah. time. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, because like Sado just kept. I mean, he was he was he kept them up against the against the, the the fence, but it just wasn't. 
he wasn't like pressuring enough. And here's the problem with Sato. He's more of like a counter striker anyway. But if you're pressuring the guy and he just keeps throwing these nasty kicks at your head, you have to do something else. And I mean, I would have said, hey, take him down. But the guys, he's, I'm sure this kid's a fucking black belt, right? Uh, I can't confirm that. No? I, would, I have no idea. Well, based off, of, know. based off of that performance, um, he, he's really good on the fucking ground. Um, so I, I think that Sato was just outmatched, outclassed completely, which is hurts my heart. But yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, man, it was like he would throw an ex- there an exchange would happen, right? Mm-hmm. And it'd be one thing, and then he'd build off that on the second one, yeah, and the third, and then like eventually just got to the point where it's like, aha, yeah, I got you. Like I have I have the solution to beating you, and right, I would say that led to that another. that second round, uh, that. You know, all the way up to the lead up to the uh, to the choke, I think Sato probably threw like probably connected what like four or five times. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even fighting. He yeah. was just looking. He was looking for. He was still feeling it out while Baez figured him out. Was already like, okay, I got you. Yeah, they're ready to checkmate for him. I cannot wait to see where this guy's gonna be. Yeah, he has a lot of potential. His strike yeah. is off the chain. Oh, for sure. Him. And 170 is the right division. There's a thousand people at 170. Yeah, you know, have it's, at it. Yeah, have at it. You know, so he doesn't look that big. Um, he's a big. Look at this dude's just, fucking neck. I'll go to his. Go, let me see how tall this guy is. Yeah, he's a fucking big guy, huh? Yeah, six, six two. foot two. Oh, okay. Never mind, man. He just looks so skinny. Are you really? Yeah, oh, man. This is bodied up. Yeah. Look at that. Look at his fucking neck. His neck goes right into his head. Bro. He just looked like a thumb. Yeah. No, no shit. No, Fighting out of Florida? Yeah, he's out of uh, Masters MMA. Or MMA Masters, whatever the fuck it is. But yeah, so. Good for him, dude. Absolutely. Hats off to him. And uh, with that, moving to our, our third little note here. Who would be your MVP of the night? Oh, go back real quick. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Go down. Go down. Uh, Kai uh, Kai Kamaka, dude. That's MVP, your MVP? The MVP of the night is Kai Kamaka's fucking jaw, bro. Oh, <laughs> just Jesus not Christ. Getting, just not getting knocked out by Jonathan Pierce. No, no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but no, uh, I would say Jonathan Pierce for sure. Nice. MVP. Um, I don't know if, like, go ahead and say yours because I don't know where you were going with this, man. But my MVP was definitely Jonathan Pierce. Um, for the fight. Yeah, I would have to go with Gina Mazzani, dude. I mean, yeah, going up against somebody and Rachel Ostovich, who's, you know, she was what four and five coming in, um, but the, all the attention was on her. Gina, in her own right, kind of had her own little issues going out at bantamweight. Goes over, started training with James Krause, you yeah. know, and she looked like she was ready there to kill. Like she was on her p's and q's. Controlled the fight the whole time. I mean, there was that maybe a couple instances where Rachel, you know, scrambled out of the position, but she dominated the whole fight mm-hmm. and finished her off in the third round. Again, another win that you would want, you know, to yeah. pivot your career to get it back on track. So coming down to that, I mean, you see, you see this a lot, man. Just cutting a little bit of weight. I mean, these girls dominate at mm-hmm. lower at lower weights. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a big gap, right? You got either you're one fifteen. Yeah. Or you're at 135, and you know you got girls that were fighting at 135 who, you know, like Holly Holm, who's huge. You know what I mean? Or Amanda Nunes, who probably was more comfortable at 145. Oh, yeah. For sure. When you put that one, I think that's what the beauty about flyweight is going to be, is like you got girls who are too big for 115 going up, Mm -hmm. and girls too small like Valentina and Gina Mazzani coming down to 125 and fighting at like, okay, here we go. I'm not yeah. being towered over by some fucking monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, what, Holly Holm is 5'9 or something, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, and, and she's going to fight a five foot one fucking, you, you know what I mean? It's just the matchups, unless you're Chukagan, the, the matchups are insane at that at that weight, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I think just the frame of itself is one thing, but just like the actual weight of these girls are not. They're not fighting at 135 when they walk in that cage. You know, some of these girls, 155, you know, 160. So we'll move on to our fourth note here in Kayla Harrison, right? The PFL uh, 155er champ, Mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of like she's the flagship 
fighter of that uh, organization. She's kind of the face in a lot of ways. Um, she had fought in Invicta, left a fucking bloody mess on this girl's face. Yeah. Um, and now she wants to fight again in Titan FC. And she was just like, you know, anyone who wants to fight me at 150, like, you guys can get it. 150. Yeah. She originally fights at 155. As she did in her last P- uh, Invicta fight was at 145. Yeah. Which is good to know moving on to the future because I feel like that's right. where the majority of her works at. I like the fact that PFL is allowing her to fight because PFL has no fights going on this year. Right. Because of their format. Yeah. They need the entire year. Right? Mm-hmm. My question to you is, how do you feel about her being able to do that and nobody else like a Lance Palmer? Right. Or those other fighters on the card not being able to fight wait what do you mean so she's able to like jump yeah to a different promotion yeah just for like a one-off or something like that meanwhile you get all of pfl's roster yeah people are well that's the thing people have to make money right so if you're a fighter uh i you know i applaud them good for them man uh letting it'd be like if dana white didn't let mcgregor you know, go and fight a boxing match or something. You know what I mean? Because he's on his roster. But also, that would be like Dana White letting someone fight for, you know, one FC or something. Well, so this is, I think this is where things are different between the McGregor part and even now that uh, UFC is having events, mm-hmm. right? They've, this the entire pandemic, they've been able to put on shows. Mm-hmm. PFL hasn't. Yeah. So you have an entire roster of fighters who haven't been able to fight. Yeah. With the exception of Kayla Harrison. Now, I don't know how I know they the roster was given some kind of like compensation for that. Yeah. But I highly doubt it was, it's enough to last them throughout the year. It's not. So But you also risk losing your your fighters to to other I mean, whether or not you're in a contract, you know, people can get out of contracts. You know what I mean? If you're if you're if you're a fighter and you're not making enough money to survive, and someone's like, "Hey, we'll buy you out, we'll get you out of that contract," so you risk being poached by other organizations. Um, <clears throat> I think for the most part, MMA contracts are pretty like sealed tight. Yeah. You know, um, I feel that if that was the case, there'd be more people jumping ship from the UFC. You know, or and vice versa from other promotions. Mm-hmm. I don't know that officially, but it's just kind of what we've seen. Yeah. Because right? how many times have you seen somebody in a contract dispute, right? And like, fuck this, and the UFC oh, yeah. won't let him go. Oh yeah, it's so, Um, that's so that's just an assumption, but I feel that you haven't seen any anybody from PFL do this, right? Outside of Kayla Harrison, right? So it makes me wonder: one, is there fighters on the roster who want who've been wanting to do this, and then they're like, "No, nah, fuck you," mm-hmm. like. Um, or they're only allowing Kayla Harrison to do this to promote her name, get her name out there even more when you have, you know, legit champions over there. She's fighting at 150. That's a big girl. Yeah. That, it, like, how many fighters, uh, female fighters do they even have? Not and, a lot. N- no, the UFC doesn't even have any female fighters at that weight, right? Yeah, no, I mean, not competing, though. Well, no. <clears throat> so she's basically fighting at a lightweight. Let her fight some dudes. i just think it yeah that's that's pretty wild man um i i I think that especially for them for pfl if they're not having any fighters at all they have to make money where's your money where how much money are going is going to them are they living on a thirty thousand dollar I'd assume it's so. I believe it's definitely under six figures. If not, it's probably one hundred. Yeah, for like, every single fighter. Minimum. Or yeah, just they also like the- yeah they also cut like half the roster. It's rough, man. Yeah. So it's, I mean, obviously it wasn't like this big organization prior to COVID. Yeah. And I think the fact that they're still going to be holding events in twenty one mm-hmm. as of right now, that's that's they the, have scheduled events. That's the point. Uh, nothing's come came released, but like. That was their plan. That's the narrative that they're putting out there. Yeah. Is that they'll have events. They got to come out swinging then if they're going to do it. Um, you heard about the vaccines though, right? Yeah. So here's the problem with the vaccines. Um, one, we haven't had to like, we haven't seen the mass effectiveness of it. Yeah. Right. And two, vaccines aren't a fucking, they're not no. an antidote. They're not nope. a cure. There's no end all be all to a vaccine. No. A hundred percent. All it does is just minimizing the window of yeah. your recovery and mm-hmm. the chances of getting. That's all it is. Yeah. So if we everybody got the vaccine, let's say it worked, let's say it's a hundred percent effective vaccine, 
you can still contract COVID and you can still give it to people. I don't think there's ever been a thing where mm-hmm. a fighter got cut before this or got rescheduled because he had a common cold or the flu. Has that ever been a thing, Johnny? Tell me. No, I mean, I haven't. I haven't seen. You've it, never heard of that. N- no, I've never heard of that. There's so now if there's a vaccine for it. Or are we now going to treat it like the flu? Are we going to treat it like the common cold? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think we should. <sighs> I, I think if you're a state and athletic commission, um, if you're a promoter, you definitely shouldn't. Yeah. Um, I think that. What if a motherfucker past- has swine flu? Yeah, I mean, well, in 2013. Oh, I don't. You think, know what I mean? I don't think they would have allowed that. No, Fuck no, dude. Someone no. tested for swine flu. Someone had the sniffles, and they're like, "Hey, you got swine flu?" Yeah, abs- I mean, absolutely not. I don't think that. I don't think they should have allowed people to fight with Sick the vaccine until yeah. The last nine months is a testament of where it's obviously not the fucking flu, right? Yeah, and it's obviously we don't have the infrastructure to hold a pandemic like this, so we shouldn't be adding fuel to the fire. So what if a fighter does get the flu and not? Uh, COVID. Okay. <laughs> are they allowed to fight? I mean, it's the flu, right? And COVID are two different things. I get. Yeah, right? I know. I know. I understand the that. level, the level of effectiveness of it, and but the, the severity, the severity of it is. But the severity for a fighter having the flu versus having COVID, I mean, it's almost the same. The well, flu might be even worse. <laughs> you're growing up. You know what I mean? Possibly. But I mean, on the other side, you you look at COVID. Right, mm-hmm. the possibility of you not a performing at your highest, right? I guess same thing with the flu, but being able to like have that spread like wildfire within the camp within the other fighters, right? And on top of that, you, you, we've seen like there's been permanent blood damage, permanent lung damage to people with COVID, and you don't know how you react yet. That's the biggest yeah. thing with this. We we haven't been able to figure out why this is uh, having a certain outcome on this person. Yeah, right? I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate here, man. So 2015, if a guy's like, yo, boss, can't fight. They're like, what's wrong with you? And you're like, I got the flu. They're like, shut the fuck up and get in that fucking yeah. cage. I don't think so. I think no? they would, I think they would, you know, like a bunch Due to of sickness. Sick, I can't fucking. Due to perform. sickness. Yeah. I, I mean, see, I want to see the statistics on that. Yeah. I mean, the NFL does it all the time. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, so-and-so has ex-football player or whatever had the flu illness out. You okay. know what I'm saying? All right. So I, it's it wouldn't be the first time. Now, granted, this it's a team sport and there's a backup yeah. already, and so it's it's different. But you're still in the business of winning, mm-hmm. right? And I think there's no different with fighting. I think if you were sick and you can't perform, you pull out. Yeah. Okay. It's simple. Hey, I'm good with it, man. I'm I'm good with it. Sorry, we can we can continue on. PFL letting one girl go to go and fight, not anyone Fuck else. Everybody else. Yeah. You th- so you think it's just a promoter name? I think so. Yeah, I think it's just a promoter. Um, obviously, I don't know if too many fighters outside of that want to. Um, I'd assume so because they want to make money, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they're using her to get her name out there because she's been the star of the, the fucking promotion. Yeah. So since they won, uh, more PFL news. Clarissa Shields signs with the PFL, dude, saying she's still going to be, you know, jumping back and forth with boxing, but she is making the transition to MMA. She says she's going to fight like five or six fights. Yeah, twenty twenty one. So because of PFL's you know tournament format, you fight five to fucking six times a year. You know, um, some and then twice in a night, twice a night sometimes, right? So my thing with this, right? Super credentialed boxer, two time gold medalist in the Olympics, right? Yeah, undisputed middleweight in boxing, right? Which is huge. That means you have all four belts. Yeah, you're ten and zero as a pro, seventy seven and one as an amateur. Like, yeah, clearly, in my opinion, as of right now. She's the pound for pound number one yeah. female boxer, right? You're a great fighter. Fucking, yeah. She knows how to fuck you up, right? Yep. She has hands. Documented. Now transitioning. Now transitioning is going to be huge, right? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of early comparisons to her with Holly Holm. I don't like those at all. Um, just because Holly, A, was able to show that, like, hey, I can't, you know, I'm more than just boxing, right? And she's right. had a kickboxing background on top of that, right? It's different. You know, Clarissa came out and said like yo i've never kicked anybody in my entire no, life just throw these hands yeah exactly and then on top of that you gotta learn how to wrestle jujitsu mma grappling she honestly a whole lifetime of knowledge you have to learn she should not throw a single punch for the next six months fuck no not your punching will change yeah your punching for mma will change yeah it's not oh my god could you imagine just a boxer going in and then hey shoot 
<laughs> shoot yeah. it and take her leg. I think that no, I mean, if she's confident and she's got the right coaches, man, um, you know, we can't forget that she is a, an elite athlete. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So she's she is an amazing fighter. She does have the fight acumen. She can take a punch. She can take pain, right? Um, so if she does it right with her coaches, I think that she should have no no issue in there. Throw her some, you know, gimmies, I guess. I mean, more or less. Don't throw Absolutely. her to the fucking, you, you oh. know, top five contenders. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I let her prove herself. So that's the thing with PFL's format, right? It doesn't have like a matchmaking. I know. Kind of um, style. Yeah. Right? It's, it's tournament, right? So it's like whoever you draw, that's it. You know, and that's. In cases like this, you're kind of like, um, but why? You know, like let's build her up. She's yeah. Right into the pros, um, and then other cases of where like you look at. But she can do really well, as you know, if you really think about it, she could do really well with this. Oh, she has all the potential in the world. Yeah, absolutely. She just has to work on her ground. She has to work a lot of things. I mean, her, her ground, striking. Yeah. She has to work on her striking. Yeah. Her defense. Yeah. You know, I mean, because like everything changes as soon as you get into the clinch in boxing. They break you up. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But you get in the clinch in MMA, you're going to have a fuck. Yeah. yeah, that's where the fight starts. You're going to have a knee straight to the, to the solar plex or the face. Yeah. That's it. 100%. Dude. A knee is different from a hand. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Dr. Tim. God damn. <laughs> Glad we got that figured out. Awesome. Um, fuck, man. More, more, more COVID news. More fights being pulled out. Last uh, couple podcasts, it was like, oh, man, there was new fight here, new fight here. Fights were just being bang, yep. bang, 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 bang. Now things are coming back into balance. People are pulling out. Three fights. Um, a lot of uh, – now we're on a downturn. Yeah. You know? So we'll start off with Leon Edwards uh, pulling out due to COVID against Shemaev. I mean, Edwards hasn't fought in damn near two years. Edwards should have took a fight a year and a half ago. Yeah, correct. Hundred percent. And now look at him. Yeah. And some of that isn't his fault. Oh, COVID right? ass. Yeah. <laughs> so some of that isn't his fault. Um, others, it yeah. is, Right. But um, I think if you're Leon Edwards, and from what I've been hearing the reports, he's dropped like 14 pounds. You know, he isn't able to like run or anything like that. It hurts for him to move around. Um, to go back to our argument, like COVID affects us differently. We're talking about prime athlete here yeah talking about a guy who puts people to sleep for sure you know so it's uh it's sad to see man and uh from what i understand is that they're gonna push the fight to mid first quarter so we're looking at mid-february yeah do you think chamayev is gonna take a fight before that no fuck no he holds out for leon edwards yeah 100 percent. there's no reason for him to fight anybody else zero unless he wants to he is fucking crazy it's a good point he's wild but if i'm I think his manager is Ali. If I'm him, I'm like, fuck that, bro. Just wait. Yeah. Like, go run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go have a burger for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, but it's uh, it's it's just a bummer for Edwards because yeah, the second he finally gets a fight or whatever the case may be going on behind the scenes, he's finally in a fight camp, and then this shit happens. Uh, it's a damn shame, dude. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know about the dropping that much weight. Um, ah, oh, man. That that's that's very sad and speedy recovery, and yes. hopefully it doesn't have any you know lasting effects. Uh, absolutely, I'm, I'm hoping that it's 100% recovery and you get back to the octagon and he starts mm-hmm. winning again. So, I've heard I've heard I've heard weird things about that. People, yeah, like, oh, yeah. I used to be able to do you know whatever 30 pull ups. Yeah, I can only do 10 now or whatever it is. It's fucking that's yeah, terrible. Definitely degrade your yeah your well being. Um, moving on. Some more fucking sad news, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally going to be Till versus Hermanson. As everybody knows, Till pulls up an injury. Holland steps in. Uh, now he's out due to COVID yet again. Uh, COVID <laughs> strikes again, man. Yeah. Um, and now Marvin Vittori stepping in against Hermanson. Um, I want to start out with this, dude. I fucking love Vittori's chances. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely a bit of a dick rider when it comes to Vittori. Yeah, I do love him, man. He's he's been yeah he's been crushing it. I mean the last I what is it the last f- fight he lost was against I believe Adesanya. Adesanya yeah in 2018. I'm all for it, dude. I I uh well the thing about the thing that hurts me in this um Hermanson 
went from having a great fight, uh, uh, an exciting fight, maybe to you know help this other kid get his name out there, and that would have been an easy fight for Hermanson, in my opinion. And now you're going against this Italian psychopath who had a split decision against Adesanya. I don't know where to put it now. I mean, he's going to have his hands full, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. This I'm, guy's an animal. I agree. Like I said, I'm high on Vittori. Uh, I like the stylistic matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, Vittori's pretty savvy on the ground as well. And we've seen, when you keep it standing with Jack Hermanson, right, as great of a grappler as he is, mm-hmm. even good of a striker that he is, Jaron Cannonier proved, hey, if I can stop this takedown, yeah. there's an advantage for me on the feet. Absolutely. You know, and I definitely believe that Vittori would have that striking advantage. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. And he's has and he hits like a Mack truck, man. Like this guy oh, yeah. is not pillow hands over here, dude. No. So I like I like his chances. I like his chances. It is a lot of risk for Hermanson, but at this point, man, like this guy needs a fucking fight. Like, yeah. He needs to get back on the horse and hopefully they reward him with that Darren Till fight, regardless. Oh, for sure, dude. Uh moving on. Back to Kevin Holland. Mm-hmm. He is now set to face Jock Ray on December twelfth. Yeah. So it sounds like the COVID, like I said, speedy recovery for Holland, not so much for Edwards. Mm-hmm. It's hard to judge on how it's going to affect you. But uh, how do you feel about this matchup? Yeah. Okay. So this is where this is where I was um, thinking about the uh, Jock Ray. I think that Holland has a better chance against him than uh, Hermanson, but also. Jack Ride, I don't know. How did uh how did Jack Ride lose against uh uh Hermanson? That's what I was looking up before. Decision. Decision? He's had a couple decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I I think Jack Ride's got him. Kev, Kev, all right, so Kevin Holland is new up and coming, right? Yep. But we don't really know how Kevin Holland is on the ground, right? Besides the neck break. Yeah. Besides, yeah. And he's got the hype train right now. Yes. I think the hype train's gonna end with this, mm. to be honest with you. Um I can see that. I think the biggest thing that I enjoy about this matchup is that when he was facing Jack Hermanson, I agree with you mm-hmm. to where that that's definitely a tougher fight than Souza. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that they're both grapplers are going to answer that question. Yeah. Of like, what are you like on the ground? Because we see standing like he's got good angles. He's very yeah. flashy, uh, very effective striker. I think we kind of check that box. Like, boom, striking department. Yeah. Good to go. Right. There might be a couple outlying issues with that, but for overall, it's like yeah. you got it. You got kind of breaks my heart for the guy, though. You know, you get the number four, and then it oh yeah jumps down to it, yeah it fucking happens. Um, but if he gets this, yeah, I'll I'll say this, man. Jacare, he's forty years old. You know, he's been through strike force days, uh, the fucking the height of the UFC. Yeah, you know, he went up to two hundred five, didn't work out for him. Coming back down against his young up and coming. Uh, savage. Yeah. This is the time. If Kevin Holland's going to beat Jacare, which I expect that he can, right? Finding this Jacare than it was five years ago, you know. How do you think it's going to be decision? I can, oh. see him, I can see him winning by knockout. 100%. Not to say Jacare doesn't have a chin. That's the one thing that's kind of been there throughout the, his whole career. Even when he fought Jan, now granted there wasn't a whole lot going on in terms of exchanges, but I can see Kevin Holland getting the knockout using his kicks using his angles just to build up a cumulative striking and then throwing that last shot at the end, I can see Holland taking advantage of Jacare's slower stage. And he's not that much of a striker. He's Jacare's got good power, you know, and he's got good striking, but we all know when he gets to the ground it's it's game over. Yeah. And that's definitely the the the, the method of victory for Jacare is I'm gonna take you down. He's a can't world sleep on champion the f- grappler. Can't here. sleep on the forty year olds, man. Yeah, well, I mean, shit, on the ground, dude, I mean, if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, or even if you do, we've seen against guys yeah. who, you know, know what they're doing on the ground, had troubles with Jacare. Mm-hmm. Um, he just hasn't been that heavy takedown guy as of late. We'll see if he can return to the well with that. Hell yeah. Nice. All right, so moving on to our final point here. Um, with COVID, you were talking about fights just fucking falling out left and right. We're kind of spread thin on the roster as is. Um, the UFC is on track to make uh, their nut with the UFC deal. I think it was 43 events. Yeah. If every event happens from here to the year end of the year, thumbs up. They get that it was like $500 million yeah. bonus or some shit like it's, that. It's being so watered down at this point, and they're just hanging on, except for uh, December 
there, there's some really good cards in this, uh, the end of December. The, you're referring to the fight night. Yes. Uh, here, which was supposed to be Chmaev. Yeah, I mean, outside of that, you still got Boy yeah. Thompson, Jeff Neal, Tabura Hardy, Rob Font's back. God, Hardy's fighting Rice, again. Misha he is just getting up. Dude. Jose Aldo, Marlon Vera. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. There's still a lot of great fights on this. Damn yeah. shame that... But it's like, out, but, but it's like, how many Wonder more people? Boy, Wonder Boy versus Neil still a fucking main event. Oh yeah, for a fight, night? for sure. Sign the fuck up. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Here's the thing: stay inside. Stop going outside, boys. <laughs> fucking don't, <laughs> don't go outside and get COVID. Fight, sure, yeah. dude. Greg Hardy is fighting again, bro. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, good for him. Fucking Bilal Muhammad's on here. Deron Wynn, uh, Sajar Eubanks is back. Tyson Nam is fighting again. It's there's a lot of great fights here. Ryan Spann, who I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Um, yeah, this yeah, this fucking fight night is the shit. I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. I'm excited for that. But you're right, things have been getting thin. My theory is this between the UFC knowing that they're gonna hit their mark on events, yeah. right? Between that, he's knowing that his roster's getting a little fatigued. You know, everyone's kind of like, Oh, like I need a little break, this, that, and the third. I think was it since the last pay-per-view since UFC 255 to the end of the year. I think it's a strategy for them to be like, hey, this last fight card of the year, which is always big, right? They always do that last card huge. The first quarter, I think they're loading up. Think about it. You got Connors coming back oh, in the yeah. first quarter. You have uh, Stipe and fucking Francis Ngannou in that mm-hmm. same uh, quarter and all that stuff. I think now you're going to have Shamayev Edwards. I think they're going to just load everything up. Like, hey, thanks for staying with us. We're going to kind of like piss out some cards here and then come fucking what january 14th wherever the fuck it is yeah fire fire boom, 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 fire boom, boom, yeah, i think boom, they're stacked i think they're just collecting their chips and then they're just gonna fucking dump it out yeah just all over the fucking place yeah oh you want some nasty fights oh you want excitement here we go yeah. happy new year motherfucker exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah i'm excited man um i don't want to see it become something that people aren't excited about anymore mm. Because of this, yeah. Oh, oh, this is just in, bro. I, I fucking the fucking notification just went on my goddamn phone. What happened? Anthony Pettis just got added to this card. Come on, dude. Just <laughs> what in, do you bro? mean? Is it gonna be main or co-main? No, no. I, I'm probably on the damn main card. I it's gotta be, be, huh? Yeah, he'll be on the main card for sure. He's Anthony Pettis. Probably. Oh my god. Yeah, that's exciting. Just another ding. I'm telling you, bro. The last, fucking... the last fight card. Like, hey, remember us for the UFC? See y'all in January. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm fucking excited. Oh, that's awesome! Breaking, breaking news here. I didn't break it. So they're gonna make ended. they're gonna make the uh, Jeff Neal and Stephen Thompson the main event. The main event they have to be, dude. Yeah. And Wonder Boy has that. He has a name, dude. Is Everybody Hardy gonna him. get another co-main? The co-main? Okay. Uh, Pettis might. Pettis might. Yeah, for sure. If Pettis He's is gonna be on name. this card, who are you gonna get for him, dude? Uh, Alex Morono is his opponent. Yeah. Yes. Another unranked. But it's 155. It really doesn't matter if you're unranked or not. These guys are all fucking animals. Yeah. I mean, everyone can fight at 155. Fuck. 100%. I Good mean, lord. I mean, fucking Marlon Vera, Jose Aldo could be a main event if he wanted to. Whew. Okay. Sweating. I know. I'm fucking excited. I'm just looking at Pantoja's on. Fuck. All right. So we'll move into our last segment here, bro. Three words, one fight. Yeah. You ready to go? Yep. Okay. So I'll kick it off to you. Shane Burgos taking. On uh, Hakeem Duwadu, what do you feel about that? <laughs> All right, I don't know if you saw the last fight that Duwadu was in, but he, he just screamed. He was running. He just kept saying that over. He was running. <laughs> no man, uh, I'm excited about this one. Shane Burgos, absolute savage, right? Um, I I really have it. I have it for him. Um, I've mentioned. All right, so also Duwadu is really small. He's a pretty small dude, right? But height, Josh height Emmett, wise. height wise. Really small, but so was Josh Emmett. Yeah. And he put on a hell of a fight against Burgos. Um, I want to see some blood. I want to see I want to see some tears. No, man, I, I think Shane Burgos is gonna take it, but he's definitely got his hands full with this kid. Um fighting out of Canada, right? Uh do I do? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think this will be a good testament to where he's at. hundred percent. But also I don't see him winning against Burgos. Yeah, same year. My the way I would describe it, I mean fucking Win Colin Burgos, like I think he gets this yeah. win. Uh, he's, he's kind of been like win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Now he's got mm-hmm. another up and coming prospect and Hakeem Dewado. I 
I like the way he matches up. Yeah. I think one thing we haven't seen against the Wadu is fighting a, a another striker who can also take a shot. I right. Feel like we'll, we're going to see how much does he rely on that power. He's very he is technical. I'm not saying mm-hmm. he's not. But we're going to find out like when a guy won't go away. What do you look right? Like Duwadu has a hard time finishing. Um, he can finish fights with like a TKO, but it's going to be more of a ground and pound. He's not going to be able to get submissions. He has a trouble doing that, um, especially against Shane Burgos, who is like well, high just, fucking yeah, level. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I think Shane Burgos is going to have a good time with this one. Definitely has his hands full. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it'll be a good fight. Um, potential fight of the fucking fight of the night. Um, what was your three words? Burgos McCollum. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll do the next one here. Um, all right, three words, one fight. Clay Guida against Michael Johnson. Vintage matchup. That's what this is. This is. I mean, I would have loved to have seen this fucking eight years ago. Yeah. But I'll take it now. I'm going to fuck. These are two guys who are kind of similar area in the careers. Oh. I believe Michael Johnson still has more juice in the tank yeah. than Guida. I mean, fuck, dude. Guida's fought everybody, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Takes 100 shots around. Yeah. Um, but I love it, dude. This is a vintage matchup. Yeah. I'm excited for it. This brings me back to 20, 2012. All right. I will say uh, three words, one fight. Career-ending fight. All right. Like oh, you said, God. they have fought everyone, dude. Michael Johnson has literally fought every lightweight. In the division, including yeah. fucking Habib. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I think that they're two smart fighters. I think it's going to be a very calculated fight. I don't think it's going to be anything too crazy. Um, it'll be definitely entertaining, mm-hmm. but no one's taken a risk with like a Superman punch kind of thing. You don't think so? No. I don't. Dude, I don't know. Clay Guida? I know. Come, <laughs> on, man. Man. Come on, I don't see. Bro. I don't see it happening. No. Oh, I mean, I think he's fought once or twice this year. Michael Johnson, same yeah. thing. Once. I think Michael Johnson's fought once, so this will be a second fight. Or actually, that's in January. They're getting mm-hmm. added to the yeah. uh, McGregor card, right? Yeah, correct. Hell yeah, dude! I know. It's oh, it's gonna be so fucking get stacked, thick, dude. Getting thick over there. Bro. Love that. Um, but no, I mean, what? I mean, when you fought as much as they have, I mean, Claywood is what has what like thirty fights or something under his belt. Michael Johnson the same, like maybe like thirty four fights, thirty five mm-hmm. fights. Also, you're getting up in age. There's a difference between heavyweight and a lightweight at 35 years old. I don't know. I'm excited for it, though. It's really cool. But, yeah, it should have happened 10 years ago. For sure. For sure would have been nice 10 years (laughs) ago. All right, man. Um, What's the next one here? Oh, yeah. You want to take this one? Uh, Go ahead if you want. All right. Uh, Ferreira against uh, Darius. Yeah, so Diego Ferreira. Going up against Darius. Let me see. I'll, I'm going to put this. It's going to be contender or prospect. Um, now, obviously, this applies a little more to Fajeda, but uh, and somewhat to Darius. But like, we're going to find out how much of a prospect Fajeda is, or is he going to be a contender? Mm-hmm. He had the nice one against Anthony Pettis, right? Mm-hmm. Pettis obviously not the same, but it's still still Anthony Pettis nonetheless. And then Darius is one of those guys. He's always been around. He's always been a tough out, and he when he gets his rhythm going. He, he's fucking lined up for a title shot. He can go on a run for a title Fight shot. of the night, I would say. Absolutely. That will be... Oh, oh man. I'm excited for that, too, man. Um, I don't... Who do you have in that? Just I for my don't betting. No. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would I would say... I would stay away from it 100%. I don't... I think Ferreira has it, dude. Ferreira? Ferreira. Ferreira? Yeah. Damn, I got to get better with these fucking Brazilian names, yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, the R is like H sound. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Hey, like boys and girls. Royce, Gracie, not Royce. Gracie. Right. Right. Fajeda. Um, no, I would say that. I would say I would I would take him in this. I know your boy. I know you love Darius. Yeah. I'm yeah. Writer, bro. But where's where? Um, so Darius is ranked, right? Correct. Fajeda is not. Fajeda, I believe he is. Fajeda is nine. Darius is twelve. Okay. To a little top 10 matchup, you know? Oh, it's going to be really Dude. competitive. Bro, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, 155 is getting real fucking juicy. Oh, the 155 is the best. Uh-huh. Best division yeah, right it, now. Not to, and this is the rankings right here. What's I would not say, in the rankings is Michael Chandler. He's still Yeah, I know, right? You have to throw him in there still. And if I, had, I know we were talking about this last podcast. We are mm-hmm. talking about either Gaethje or Hooker. Yeah. I think if the UFC wants to like promote Michael Chandler, he'd give him RDA. 
Really? Just have him fuck up RDA. <laughs> yeah. Just like he struggles against that style, dude. R- yeah, RDA, RDA gets a fucking uh, an ankle pick into a fucking into a what is it a foot lock or whatever the yeah. hell it is? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, that would be funny. This is the problem right now with 155. Everyone can fight at 155 because it's that kind of in between, you know. I mean, obviously, that's the 170. Average, that's average height and weight, right? Yeah. And then you just get all these assassins in that. Uh, I would say the only other more exciting um, division, I don't know, would be, I mean, dude, light heavyweight is getting super exciting light, now. Light heavyweight's interesting. Um, I think 145 is more exciting. I yeah. Think 135 is really exciting right now. Even the 185 right now, um, without all of, like the injuries and mm-hmm. COVID and shit like that. But definitely 155 is. It, it makes puts a it's, smile on my face. Division right now. Division. It is it's yeah. the spotlight division today. For so. sure. Sorry, flyweights. Flyweights is intriguing uh, get, too. Yeah. They're getting a little intriguing. It is. You know, it they're is. like light heavyweight right now. It's, mm-hmm. it's intriguing, and then hopefully it it uh, matures into something else. Mm-hmm. But hey, man, I'm 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 loving the fights coming up. Um, it's gonna be the next the next two cards are gonna be a little, eh, yeah, but a little light in the ass. Yeah. After that, hey, hats off to Dana for putting this up. Obviously, pay her people more, but um, yeah, obviously split that five hundred million dollars yeah. that your fighters has got you. But you did the damn thing. So yeah. congrats, to all the fighters. It's amazing what you can do with cocaine, brother. It's amazing <laughs> what you can do. Um, all right, man. You have anything else for this? No, man. Uh, follow me um, on Instagram at t a heights. That's my last name, H i t e s. Uh, and I put out shows everywhere. Um, come and see a show. Boom. Yeah. Support your boy, Oceanside. Thanks for listening. This is the Stand Em Up and Throwdown podcast as usual. Start fast, take chances, grow. <laughs>